Welcome to the Boostly podcast. If you're joining on either the podcast or we've gone live on Facebook as well, which is cool. This is a podcast that gives hosts the tools, the tactics, the trainings, but most importantly, the confidence to go out there and get more direct bookings. Uh, today, we're shining the spotlight on another awesome service that you need to know about as a host. And uh, I'm not going to go too long on the intro because I've got two people here who I'm really excited to introduce. Welcome along, Jeff Illulian and Jen Sexton, and they're both from Host GPO. This is an awesome service that can help you furnish your short-term rental. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about how do you as a host furnish your short-term rental for success? So um, let's dive in. So welcome along to, uh, to yourself, Jeff, and to yourself, Jen. Hello. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for having, having us. Having thank you for thank you for for being here. So, let's start off before diving into the service. If you wouldn't mind uh, giving yourself a little introduction, your role within the company, and uh, anything else you'd like to share. And if we start with uh, if we start with yourself, Jeff, and then move on to Jen, is that okay? Sure. Yeah. Um, my name is Jeff Lulian. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Host GPO. So we're a buying group for vacation rental companies. We get discounts on furniture, linens, mattresses, amenities, and help you um, set up and furnish and restock uh, your listings. I've been in the vacation rental industry about nine years, and I've set up over 250 vacation rental homes. Amazing. Thank you. And uh, Jen, for yourself. Yes. Hello. I'm Jen Sexton. I co-manage the design program here at Host GPO. I am also a host myself, and I am incredibly passionate about design and creating overall experiences for our guests. Amazing. We couldn't have two better people to uh, talk about how we can furnish a whole home for success or a short-term rental for success. So let's just start off by talking a little bit more about host GPO. Is, is this important for people to really understand the service? First of all, where does it cover and what problem does it solve? Um, and if we go to you first, Jen? Yeah. So basically, like Jeff said, um, we're a group purchasing organization for the vacation rental industry. So what we've done is we've kind of taken this collective buying power and we have targeted our very favorite vendors to set up our members for success. So, you know, like furniture, mattresses, linens, we've kind of taken all of that guessing work out of it. And we've given you basically the vendors that we know and we love and we trust. That's cool. And anything to add, Jeff, or is um, Jen yeah. nailed it? Jen nailed it, but uh, I'll only add that we're in the US and Canada right now and uh, that yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, our discounts tend to range from 30-ish to 70-ish percent off. Um, so they're really substantial. Uh, they're the industry's best discounts. And uh, we partner not just with name brands. So, you know, your West Elms, Crate and Barrels, Articles, Brooklinens, uh, Public Goods, Rugs USA, right? Those kind of more household names, but also with brands that would otherwise be only available to hospitality. So something like a standard textile linen, where it's, uh, you know, the the number one hospitality linen company that sells to giant hotels, we make those also available to, to our members. Uh, things like Ace Hardware, um, which is a discount both online and in store. So it's really the things that you need um, both to get set up, but also on an ongoing basis from the brands that make the most sense for each of those categories. That's cool. That's cool. And the nice thing is here is that although you're just covering uh, the US and Canada, I mean, all of our listeners are, are based all over the world and there's hosts. The problems that host GPO is solving is what hosts just run into uh, all of the time. Me as a host, uh, I've certainly run into some problems when it comes down to what to furnish, how to furnish, what things I should be considering. So let's dive into that. First of all, I'd love to ask, why should the host be even thinking about their interiors? I mean, I guess 
there might be hosts out there who have got long-term rentals who are thinking, do you know what? I might be able to do this as short-term rental. What should I be considering? Why should they even consider interiors in general? And if we stick with you, Jeff, on that. Yeah, absolutely. So the way I always say is the first and foremost vacation rental hosts are uh, are photographers, right? And and you're listing the picture that's on you know any listing platform or on your direct booking website, right? That is what people are going to look at when they decide whether to click your listing or somebody else's. So you really need to make sure that right out of the gate, you have something eye-catching, something that is going to drive traffic to your listing, something that's going to make you stand out against your competitors. You know, I recently saw a statistic that said that only 5% of vacation rentals, I believe it was in the US, but only 5% of vacation rentals are actually optimized, meaning that they have everything set up, um, you know, including pricing, using the right PMS software, having automated messaging, but also being design focused and design forward and being like set up for, for that kind of success. So, so really optimizing your listing, making sure you're driving traffic there. And the second component of it is you want to make sure that the designs that you're choosing and the furniture that you're choosing, the linens that you're choosing are actually the right types that are going to last, that you're not going to have to replace, and that are actually manufactured and graded for this kind of vacation rental use. The pullout couch that you have in your house for when your buddies come over or you know you have some uh, relative in town, that thing gets open once or twice a year. But really focusing on design means you know focusing both on how it looks, but also on getting the right kinds of products that can withstand uh, the opening and closing of a three to four turnarounds a week, um, depending on how you're running your vacation rental, you know, that type of actual wear uh, and use. That's, that's cool. That's cool. And um, Jen, I'd love to come to you with, uh, you know, the same sort of question, why interiors, but I'd also like to put a spin on it is that, do you think interior design is becoming, you know, expected, becoming the norm within the industry? I definitely think that you need to elevate your property. I mean, what is really going to make your property stand out? Why is somebody going to choose your listing over another listing? So yeah, I definitely think that you need to have really good interior design. It doesn't need to be complicated though. I mean, it, it can still be very simple. It can be timeless. It can be clean, but it also needs to be inspiring and inviting to your guests. That's cool. And one thing I'd love to ask Jen for yourself is I'm one of these hosts who I can kind of see what works when I see it, but I don't know. I, it's not my passion. Why do you like interior design as from a personal level? Yeah. So I love it because it inspires me. Like I love the feeling when I walk into a home and I'm just like, you know what? This is calming. This is inspiring. Like I want to be here. I want to stay here. I don't want to go outside. I want to be surrounded by the beautiful, beautiful things that are in this home. So for me, it's all about just that inspiration in general and just getting that overall feel. That's cool. And Jeff, slightly different for yourself is, I know we talked about it. Uh, we've, we've had you on the, the Boostly podcast previously, which, which was amazing. But just for the people who are listening to this fresh, why does host GPO focus on interiors? How did you come about solving this, this problem? Or, or when did you discover this? This was a problem that needed solving in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really started Host GPO uh, in part because my vacation rental company and a lot of the other folks I was talking to were having the same problems. Trying to figure out when you look through an Amazon or uh, you're trying to go to a retail store, you know, if these sheets are going to work and how long they're going to last for, and are are these even the right ones, or you know, uh, am I going to be able to buy this again in the future? Or for me, it was setting up. Uh, I set up 16 units at a time once. And I ended up going to Ikea and checking out with 48 shopping carts. And I had my whole team with me. And 
you know, we ended up going, you know, it was, a, it was probably one of the worst days of my life. And uh, we ended up going to the house and getting there at night and realizing we had to build the furniture and, you know, set up these units and they looked terrible and they didn't perform well. And while I very much, you know, feel calm when I walk into a listing, like Jen says, and feel affected in that way, I was very focused on the bottom line. And that for me was the driver. I realized that the units that I was setting up with kind of inexpensive furniture that I was replacing that didn't have that wow factor, that didn't look great. Those were the ones that were underperforming. And when I started getting into more luxury units or even just setting up basic units nicer, those units were really outperforming everything else. And the ROI, the money I was making back was immediate on the increase in spend on getting something slightly better than kind of the most basic thing. So I've done a lot of the mistakes. I've done, you know, the Facebook marketplace, which isn't scalable because you have to go out and try to find stuff all the time. I've done the Wayfair roulette. I've done the Ikea, you know, 48 hour build with Little Island Ranch. I mean, I've done all of these things. And I think that really resonates with a lot of people who have also gone through these experiences. And when you realize you can get really quality furniture at you know discounted pricing through Thrive's GPO and get it installed and really make a room that looks for those of you that are watching you know that looks like the room that Jen and I are in right these are kind of both examples of what a more quality put together room could look like that just really changes the bottom line and so you know I had a lot of those experiences which really led me to to wanting to increase ROI and and, and knowing how to do that through design. And for the people who are listening to the podcast, uh, what Jeff was referring to in the background, there's some awesome pictures. They do look like something out of a magazine, which is amazing. Are, are they short-term rentals? These are they? Uh, or is um, it- these are these are just examples from. I believe mine is from uh, from West Elm, who we partner with, and I think Jen's is mostly from Pottery Barn. But they're just room examples of um, of you know well put together room that utilize uh, the furniture uh, that these vendors provide quick break from the podcast to let you know that the two Boostly books that we brought out, the Book Direct Playbook and the Book Direct Blueprint are two of the top rated and the best selling in the hospitality category on Amazon. For just £2, you can grab both of those books right now. The foundations and the structures that you need to put in place is in the Blueprint. And then for 101 Marketing Tactics, that is in the Playbook. So go and grab a copy on Amazon now. Just type in Book Direct Playbook or the Book Direct Blueprint. And uh, we'll see you on either side. They do make such a difference. And like you say, good photography is, as well as another thing. What I loved about your, your answer there was the Wayfair roulette. <laughs> I've not heard that term before, Wayfair roulette. But that is very much like, is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? You know, like it's, I've used Wayfair a number of times as, as a host, both and in my own personal home. And it, it just differs the, the kind of thing that you can get. Um, one thing I got was I got dining room table. And it felt like it was made of air, literally. It looked like wood, but it was just made of nothing pretty much. And we had to get rid of it pretty quick, quick, quickly. Yeah, I got some nightstands that turned out to be the size of a dollhouse. Uh, but, you know, they're photographed. They're like photographed on a white background. So I wasn't reading that they were only like six inches or eight inches tall. Um, I couldn't believe the price, but um, then I could afterwards. Yeah, it made I've, much I've, more sense. I've done that so many times. And when we, um, this is the great thing about this episode is that both from host's point of view that as hosts who own the individual property or, or is investing in short-term rental, then they can get value out of this. But also as a property manager, one of the things that I find is when I'm talking to hosts who are setting up their homes for our company to then manage, we actually find that they make these same mistakes again and they end up overspending on budget. And, and Amazon's a, a great example of 
things look bigger in the pictures. So they go, oh, I've got these wonderful plants. They're, they're beautiful, you know, or I've got these wonderful shelves. And when they turn up, they're just not exactly what, what you'd expect. And you've got this great big wall with this tiny little ornament or this tiny little bit of decor. Uh, it doesn't look how they intended, I'm sure. But Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I've never put it this way before, but I think, uh, you know, just because somebody is a, you know, a really good at their job, right? If somebody's a, a, a great, I don't know, a dentist or, or a great student, right? And their reviews are you know, all A's or five stars on their business, right? That doesn't mean that that person is also a good guest, right? So in the same way, like just because something on an Amazon, a piece of furniture is five stars or four and a half stars, right? That's being rated by people that are using it for very, something very different than what you're using. And so it's hard to know from a picture or from rating of something that's not actually made for the use that you're using it for. 100%. You mentioned that it's based on the bottom line was was one of the reasons you looked to to start host GPO. So that brings us nicely onto the next question, which is how should a host decide on their budget for furnishings? How should they decide on the quality of furniture? What, what sort of things should they be considering? And I'd love to throw this over to Jen, first of all. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that First and foremost, you need to look at your overall picture and think about your guests and think about the durability of your furniture. So like we were talking about, you know, ordering from Amazon, ordering from Wayfair, those kind of places, you really don't know what you're getting. And even though that those items have these amazing reviews, it's not to say that they're going to hold up with all of the wear and tear and the high traffic that's in a short-term rental. So I think you need to think about that first. Also, you need to think about your target audience. So is this a home that's super kid-friendly? Is it a home that you're probably only going to have, you know, maybe traveling nurses traveling to it? So that's going to kind of decipher what items you actually put into your home as well. And then as far as budget goes, again, it really just depends on the size of your home, it depends on the location of your home, um, what type of experience that you're giving to your guests. But as far as the budget goes, I mean, again, very loaded question. But, you know, for I'd say for like a two bedroom home, you're looking at anywhere overall between 25 and 35,000. That's cool. And uh, did you have anything to add to that, Jeff? Yeah, I'll say, you know, that's definitely kind of the the ideal. Like if you're trying to set up a luxury home that really is like the best thing, that's the range that you want to be in. Now, look, that's that's not the perfect fit for a lot of folks, right? If you're in a small market or you, you're setting up a three-bedroom home that's, you know, really setting to do something more like, I don't know, maybe your market is $80, $90 a night, right? That seems like an unattainable amount. So for those of you that have to spend less or for whatever reason are are looking to try to do something more in like the five to ten thousand dollar range, right? There are still certain things that I would definitely recommend focusing on. And and the two right out of the gate are make sure that your key furniture pieces, so the heavy use items, which in, to me are your couch, your dining table, your dining chairs, and, and your bed frame, mm-hmm. those should be contract grade furniture. So I think that's super important. And contract grade, for those of you that don't know is a grade of furniture. If you're on, for example, the West Elm website, you can see underneath each item, it'll say contract grade or not. And that means that it's gone through the types of testing, like shake tests and material tests. And I don't know, they light it on fire and throw it out of a window or I don't know, whatever your guests do to it, you know, nail it to the ceiling. I've seen some crazy stuff. So well, they do all of that and they make sure that it can hold up. So, so contract grade furniture on your heavy use items Sure, I get it. Maybe your credenza in the entryway or um, your corner piece isn't going to get used as much, so that's not as important. But but making sure that contract grade furniture in your, in your main items is, is probably one, I would say, a good use of, of budget. And the second one is 
I always encourage people to think about when you walk into your space, which room, which shot, which angle is most likely going to be your hero shot or that main photo that's going to be your first photo on the listing. So um, for your direct booking, maybe the one that's on your website corner to corner. For your Airbnb listing, maybe it's the one big picture on the, on the left before the four pictures, right? So that hero shot, how can you spend a little bit more there to either get a bigger piece of art that's going to pop or something larger for the wall or you know curate or get something a little bit nicer so that you're at least drawing people to click and then read about how great your reviews are and where you are, et cetera, et cetera. So focusing money on that hero shot and then making sure you're spending on those contract grade items are two great ways to like, if you're on a budget, at least get out of the gate doing the right thing. That makes sense. That makes absolutely sense. You gave me some really good mental images of literally people like sellotaping or, or duct taping my beds to the ceiling and stuff like that there. And, uh, you know, on the serious note, you make a really good point. I mean, again, Every time we're, we're having one of these questions, I'm going, oh my God, I've made that mistake. And, and as a host, there must be so many people do that. I've, I've had beds and these were like, these were not contract grade beds, but the number of those beds, which have either had, you know, sort of either replacements or repairs is just huge. And when you look at the time that it's actually taken, I should have just spent more in the first place on those good quality beds. And now we do obviously for the new places, but we're learning those lessons as we go. And I guess that's the great thing about host GPO is that you don't have to have that cost all the time. You can, you know, it is sold for you. You know, there's recommendations on on what you should be going for, which is cool. Yeah. And like that, the, the, the real numbers of that, just to not just jump in really quickly, like the actual numbers, right? You're, your kind of basic bed that you're going to buy, at least, you know, here in the States, right? You're looking at, if you try to order some really, really basic thing off of Amazon, you're looking at like two, 300 bucks, right? That's how much it's going to cost. Plus your time that you're going to take to put it together. Now through host GPO, you know, we have a, a core collection of items with West Elm. And that's like the best discount, you know, ever, you know, where, you know, you can look at something like a West Elm bed at like 40% off. That mm -hmm. really brings the cost down to like, six, 700 bucks. So we say, you know, buy nice, not twice. And the idea there is that if you, even if you have to buy two beds that were 250 or 300 bucks, right? You're going to buy them within a, you know, maybe 10 to 18 month period, or, you know, if they even last you that long. And then when that happens, you got to go there again, you're building it twice. Maybe you have to refund the guest who the bed broke on. Um, and then hopefully didn't hurt themselves when it fell. Then you got to block off the calendar, you know, possibly to get it in there. Then you got to, you know, what if there's another guest coming and you can't get it there fast enough, right? So all of these are kind of hidden costs that go into that, you know, thing where as if you just got the one, you know, 700, $700 bet or the West Elm bet at 40% off, right? That really does actually fit the equation by nice, not twice. Yeah, so, so important and such a good point. And literally the moment when the bed went wrong for me, that was a bad review. I mean, I dropped a star on the review. It wasn't what I call a bad review, but it was enough to drop it from a five-star to a four-star stay from the guest point of view. Because when you stay somewhere, you want a comfortable night's sleep. But actually, it was then actually the hassle and the time of dealing with going to drop off new beds to have to arrange that between guests and not affect things. So just spending that extra at the start is just so, so important. So let's talk more about, I'm definitely seeing in the market at the moment, there's sort of uh, there's people who are going more after leisure and there's people who are going more after like midterm stays and things like that. What I'd love to know uh, from you both would be, is there anything that those different hosts should be considering? So if we start off more with the leisure, is there certain pieces of furniture or interior tips or brands that people should really be looking at more if they're trying to attract the leisure guest, you know, that experience or stay? 
Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, people who are on ledger on vacations, think about your kitchen area and think about how well stocked it is, right? Because most people are going to be spending time with their family. They're going to be spending time with their friends. They're going to be cooking. They're going to be staying in. So you really want to make sure that you're providing all of those pieces for your guests in order to create that overall experience. That's cool. That's cool. And um, Jeff, did you want to add to that? Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I think, uh, you know, the, the the flip side of it is for those people who are doing midterm stays, um, something that's really important is generally uh, the sleeping area, because somebody who's in town for three days or four days, maybe that mattress doesn't make as big of a difference because, you know, they're only sleeping on a few nights, but somebody that has to sleep somewhere for a month or two months or on a midterm basis, you know, you're going to want to make sure that bed is very comfortable because it's something that they're going to be returning to. And after a week of sleeping poorly, they're going to you know, send you a message and say, hey, is there a mattress topper or another mattress that you can bring in? And again, then you end up buying twice and buying five different parts of a bed and, you know, getting a plush top with a two inch foam. And then, you know, that thing doesn't, you know, all of that. I mean, everybody that's listening that's done this before knows, knows that move. So, um, you know, I think beds are a particular thing for midterm stays. 100%, 100%. And, you know, just seeing the difference with my longer term or midterm sort of stays, I, I definitely see that they're less forgiving over the cheaper items within the home. You know, like people, if they're just staying somewhere for a weekend or, or for seven nights, they might forgive, you know, a slightly rickety table or a slightly, you know, but if you're living somewhere for a period of time and you know the table's moving or the chair's not very comfortable then it's just so important isn't it for that sort of stuff so how long in advance should people be considering so say i've just bought my first short-term rental investment or i'm now converting from long-term to a short-term sort of rental how long in advance should i start thinking about the furnishings and if we go with jen for that one yeah, absolutely. So I think, again, it all depends on the level of quality that you have in your home. But I would say anywhere, I mean, the earlier you can think about it, the better, right? Because it really, if you want this durable furniture, um, you're going to probably be ordering it from somewhere, right? And so I would say anywhere from eight to 12 weeks. And that kind of plays into, we have a design program here at Host GPO as well, which I co-manage. And so we give um, our members the opportunity to work with an interior designer for absolutely free. And that's one thing that we say, we need at least eight to 12 weeks in order for them to go through with the program. And again, it just depends on their location and you know the project complexity, but I would say the sooner the better. That's cool, that's cool. And especially from a distance, I guess, uh, Jeff, I'd love to ask, is there, is there different things that people should consider, especially if they're trying to furnish from a distance? Yeah. So I think there, there's two things to, to think about. Um, I agree with Jen's timeline. I think the longer, the better, eight to 12 weeks, especially on on more higher end type type places. Um, I think you can do it in two to three weeks. I think there are partners like like Article Furniture that we work with that has a really short shipping timeline. Um, and all of our linens and beds and stuff like that, like those are all come within a week or two. So you can do it faster, but the ideal to give yourself the most optionality and to really give yourself the, the time to do it is eight to 12 weeks. And then to your, to your question, Again, if you go through somebody like a, like a Williams-Sonoma or, or through our design program, right? Um, if you're getting all of your furniture from that one brand, so like a West Elm or a Pottery Barn or somebody like that, right? Or even you're getting from a couple brands, you want to think about placing that order for all of the items from that brand at once. Now, why do you want to do that? Because a lot of these brands have the option for what they call consolidated delivery. So what that means is, let's say you're ordering $10,000 worth of you know, West Elm furniture plus, right? 
you can, or, or a mix of that through our design program from all of their different brands, they will consolidate. There's a fee to do it. It's not crazy, but like they will consolidate all of those items for you, hold it in a warehouse. And then when you are ready and you are there, or you have somebody that is there, you can call and schedule the delivery to have that person come out. Now I've seen folks that have done it from afar where they work with our team and, and we're happy to, to help walk people through this, especially the first couple of times and really make sure you do it. But you can set it up so that you order your furniture, have it consolidated, schedule the delivery. And then, you know, a week or two out, you're ordering from the other brands that have a seven to 10 day shipping timeline. And realistically, the likelihood that everything's going to show up on the exact same day isn't super high. But, you know, you can get it where it shows up, you know, roughly within a week. And that is what most people end up doing. They end up going out there, staying for a week, having somebody go out there every day for like four or five days at least and set it up. So that's my tip for, for doing it from afar. And then my mental tip for doing it from afar is don't price for perfection. Don't think that everything, you're going to get this listing and it's going to be up in, in seven days and that's into your pricing model and that your revenue is based on the fact that if it's not up in seven days, you're going to start losing money. And because that adds to this level of chaos and panic that like is unrealistic. So be intentional with your timeline, be thoughtful about how long it's going to take. Understand that that furnishing and setting up a home or a listing isn't an overnight thing. I mean, it's not just run to the store, grab it, throw it in, but that, you know, you give yourself and budget that amount of time, you know, maybe if you're doing something like lease arbitrage, it's signing the lease and not taking it next day, signing the lease and saying, hey, I want to start at the beginning of the next month. That might not kill your deal, but it might give you four weeks of lead time to choose all these items and make sure that you're getting there on time, right? So there are ways to be more intentional about your timelines. So I think that's a mental tip. And then a consolidation is, is a kind of a physical tip for setting up from afar. If you're struggling on how to get direct bookings and overwhelmed on where to start, then I recommend you go and book in a call with Boostly and our team right now. We can walk you through exactly what we're offering, how we can help you and give you a portfolio of websites that we have worked with that are matching not only your niche, but could be in your location as well. Boostly has helped over 2,000 hospitality businesses all over the world increase their direct bookings. And if you are interested, then all you need to do is go to Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk forward slash call and book in an appointment with one of our sales team. That's such a good point. That is one of the biggest mistakes I see time and time again is people go, I'll have this ready in five days. I'll have this ready in a week. And it can be done with good planning or certainly planning far out. The trouble is that what most people do is they wait until just before and then start thinking, how can I get this stuff? Then they order it for next day delivery from Amazon and, and then they're into the, the world of hurt that we've mentioned already. One of the things which I see time and time again, and you mentioned it just there, was that when people are pricing up and getting these deliveries on different days, we, we set up for one of our clients and we actually, you know, I said, you know, we can send out our handyman, we can send out people to help take deliveries and set stuff up if they need it to, obviously it's chargeable, but they were then surprised by the cost of the labor to set all of that stuff up. And we explained, hey, we literally some days we had to go there like three, four times, uh, you know, a week, uh, you know, just to try and take the different deliveries. And each time, you know, these aren't places which are necessarily close by. So it's definitely a mistake which people will make by ordering, I guess, by from one supplier and having a bit more of a fixed timeline. Like you say, at least everything is more likely to turn up in one go and you save on that cost and you can spend more of that labor cost on the actual quality of, of the furniture so in that delivery their installation is usually included so if you're doing a consolidated yeah. delivery they're going to build it all for you and carry the couch to the third floor and build the bed also they're going to build it right which you know i've definitely 
built some Ikea furniture where like the leg ends up on like the top corner of the, you know, console. And I'm like, you know, this doesn't look right, but you know, they're going to build it right. And, uh, and, and install it for you too. That's they're also going to take away all of the garbage, like the boxes, like that's huge. When you're setting up a property, I mean, it's one more thing that you have to think about. You can't usually just throw it into, you know, the trash. You have too much of it. So you have to figure out how to get rid of it. Yeah. Or worse still, you do throw it into the trash and then the first guests have got to deal with full bins, which is, you know, I've yeah. seen that happen before. So one of the things that I definitely notice when setting up these short-term rentals is that one of the things which always gets forgotten is the pieces of wall art and the stuff which really bring the the cohesion of the room together. And that is where I see here a lot of people just run out to their local discount store and buy the same picture that's in everybody else's listings, which doesn't quite match and that side of things. Is there anything that you see that people tend to forget, you know, those specialist, more detail items and things like that, or any things which you would say, hey, everybody listening to this, just don't forget to think about this? Yeah, I mean, I think that just from a design perspective, I think a lot of people think about the furniture, which is obviously one of the most important pieces, but they don't think about like pulling it all together. So they don't think about like any of those additional accessories, thinking about like throw pillows or even just having some greenery in the room. And like you said, even just artwork, we have um, one of our vendors is Society6, which they have so many amazing pieces of artwork that you can choose from that aren't your typical pieces that you know, everyone has maybe from Target, right? You want to like set yourself apart. And so we actually have a curator there that we can connect our members to that will actually help them choose artwork that'll, you know, help bring their room together, but also help um, their property and their listing stand out as well. That's cool. And it's so important, like you say, to, to bring the artwork together, to bring everything all together, which is cool. So yeah, and then I'd really love to just ask, what is the future of of host GPO as we reach the end of these? I just want to know what's what's happening with you guys in the future. Oh, you want all the gossip? You want the hot the hot gossip on, yeah, on, what uh, is, on what's, what's next? Hot for what are you excited about? <laughs> um, so we're we're really excited one about this this core collection that I was talking about earlier. So it's West Elm and Host GPO collaboration where we've selected kind of best selling items that really never go on sale and taken them to uh, really, really deep discounts. That's kind of a big thing for us. And we're launching new partnerships all the time, which is kind of the most exciting thing here. So we're about to announce a big slate of new partnerships. So for those of you who are members, uh, you'll be getting some emails that should hopefully very much excite you. And for those of you that aren't, you know, make sure you follow us on, uh, you know, host GPO or Instagram or, you know, check out our website. We always kind of announce things there. So we've got some really exciting new partnerships coming down the line. Um, and this new core collection that we just launched at kind of a best ever discount is something that we are pretty stoked on. That's awesome. And one of the things, uh, if we reach the end of these that we always love to ask, and we asked you last time, Jeff, is there a mantra or a saying, but w because I can still, I can remember yours, which was the further you push out of your comfort zone, the larger the zone becomes, I'm going to mix it up a bit and ask you a different question. So what would you say is your favorite productivity hack for yourself and potentially for other entrepreneurs and hosts listening? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I had another quote just in case you were going to ask me, but all right. Oh, awesome. um, you go ahead with them both. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'll give you the, the productivity hack. The one that really, really did, uh, did a lot for me was I, I do not check my phone for at least 10, 15 minutes every morning. Um, I keep it on another table. It's not my alarm. I am awake and like having a coffee before I will look at my phone. And that really, especially in this industry where everything can feel so panicked. I mean, I remember waking up and getting messages from 
you know, guests or whatever. And it was like, you know, guests get really intense sometimes. I'm sure that resonates with a lot of people about things that, you know, aren't that crazy. And so it was, I woke up one time and I remember like the guest was messaging that like my sink was broken and, you know, and I was like, oh my God, like the house is flooding. And it turns out they just couldn't figure out where the garbage disposal button was and that the kitchen sink was totally fine. Right. So, you know, that level of panic when you're not fully awake, that will set your whole day off and there's no way to be productive after that. So just making sure you're giving yourself time before you jump into the chaos and, and the fray um, and actually are awake and alert is a really big all-day productivity hack. I am going to definitely try to do that. And I did not do that this morning. I use my mobile phone as my alarm. And like you say, you look at it, you see the message, you're straight into, into work mode, whereas... Uh, I'm definitely going to try that. I'm going to get myself one of them old-fashioned type alarm, you know, like the ones. Which That's just, what I have. Yeah, I have like an old-fashioned alarm clock. It's the best. I love it. I like look over. It's very peaceful. It's very nice. I'm going to. I'm going to have to get one. And you mentioned you did have a. Um, well, if we go to Jen first, uh, with uh, do you have a mantra or a saying that you like to live by, or one that really resonates with you? Well, when it comes to this industry, honestly, it's buy right the first time, buy once, not twice, because in the long run, if you buy cheap just to get things done, you're going to end up spending a lot more money anyway, and you're just going to end up overspending. So do it right the first time. Love it. Love it. And so true, as we've as we've discussed, it's so true. And Jeff, take us home with your... Uh, with your okay, here's the, here's, the, here's, the, here's the one that, that got me um, last year. So my, my big one for last year was everyone lives two lives until they realize that there's only one. Um, and so I really like that or versions of that. There's a lot of versions of it um, because I think that it goes to this idea of, I like it in this industry because for me, vacation rentals start as a, as a side hustle for a lot of people. And then they turn into your main hustle and then they turn into your main business. And I hear that story over and over and over again, every time I meet hosts and, and, and talk to our community. And so I just love the idea of if this is for you and if you find it making it your life um, and really like becoming a part of this community and you know, and, and committing and being intentional with what you're doing. And, uh, you know, I think it just really resonates. So um, I like it in this setting, especially. Yeah, it definitely resonates with me. When you first say it, it is like, it's like the saying tree falling in the woods doesn't make a noise. Do you know what I mean? Like, as in, you have to think about it a little bit and until it, but yeah, that definitely resonates with me. And you're so right. So many people do just move into this industry as a side hustle. And then, I mean, for, for my life, I'm one of the people, it's, it's changed my life having hospitality in the world. And uh, I love it. You know, it's one of those things which I get excited about and, and wake up for. So there's going to be a lot of people listening in wondering how can they find out more information? Where can they come and follow you guys? Where can they come and find out more about Host GPO? Uh, yeah, you can head over to Host GPO. So H-O-S-T and then G-P-O for Group Purchasing Organization um, dot com. Um, click join us now. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook. LinkedIn, uh, TikTok, I don't know, all the socials. Um, and uh, and if you want to reach out um, at all to, to us, uh, there's a live chat on our site. You can email us. If you want to learn more about the design program specifically, Jen, what's the best way for people to figure out how our free interior design program works? Yeah, so you can um, actually either hop onto our website and go ahead and join now and then click on the design program. And there's a form that you can fill out for your project. Or you can also email me at designprogram at hostgpo.com. 
That's really cool. Thank you, guys. And I'm really the aim of this. I really wanted hosts to start to think a bit more about their their interior and how they can furnish their short term rental for success. And I think we've achieved that today. So thank you both for sharing so much value for spending your time here with us on Boostly. And also thank you too if you're listening in on the Facebook Live, if you're listening in on the podcast. I know there's a lot of places you can put your attention, and I really thank you for putting it with Boostly. So was there any closing comments before we uh, close things off, guys? Yeah, what I have to say, there's one thing I have to say. Don't use full beds. I just, people make the mistake of putting full beds in your units. They technically can only sleep one person. So you're better off putting a twin and making a nicer room or two twins or just, you know, squeezing a queen if you can. That's just my last parting tip. If I don't tell people that and I see full beds and listings, it just drives me nuts. I love it. I love it. The value keeps coming. <laughs> Thank you so much. So uh, that's right. bye from me and that's uh, bye from Jen and from Jeff. Thank, Thank you guys. You. Take care.